I'm liking the bet choices so far here, Troy. We're back on the game. Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale. We're joined via Zoom by Derek Young on K-St- of K-State Online. And Troy just brought it up during the uh, Game Sports Update that the Cincinnati Reds, D.Y., are visiting the Kansas City Royals. Not going to the K for any of those games? Uh, I'm not. I, I should have thought about it. I didn't even know that it was coming up on, on the schedule. But I did see the Cincinnati Reds defeated those Kansas City Royals last night. Raspberry to you. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's beating the Royals. I think they've lost now thirteen in a row or something like that. Seven. They're a sure bet uh, to you know to pick whoever's playing them to win. If you take the money line, right. it probably wouldn't be worth it though. Uh, but I, I mean, you've been high on this. Like, isn't the uh, De La Cruz? I can't remember his first name, but he's the he's oh, the rookie you're all in on, right? Yeah, he's the number one prospect in Major League Baseball. I think uh, he was just moved to that uh, a couple days ago. He started the year in the teens, shot up to number four. Um, no, he's an unreal prospect. He's got me investing some of my time and watching and following Cincinnati Reds for the first time in, in quite a while. Just some of those advanced numbers lately. He's now got the, like the two hardest throws, two of the three hardest throws in Major League Baseball this year, three of the, the four hardest hits in Major League Baseball this year, and two of the three fastest times. Yeah, uh, on Olymp- base Olympic speed. I mean, it's unbelievable the tools this kid has. Yeah, it's basically uh, a guy that has like Aaron Judge type power, but he's the fastest player in, in baseball, perhaps as well. By the way, shame on the Royals for having Chiefs night on the you know on the day they they're hosting the Reds, and you have Travis Kelsey out throwing at the first pitch. But there's only Mason pointed this out. Our, our bro uh, Mason both from Ema Online pointed out on mm-hmm. Twitter that yesterday was Chiefs night. Kelsey's throwing at the first pitch, but you're playing the Reds. The only people are going to show up are Chiefs fans. Like they just want to see Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes on the field. You know, and so, Travis Kelsey is a Cincinnati Reds fan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, perfect. That as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Cincinnati guy. Of course, I didn't even put that together. But at least he threw a strike this time. That first pitch in Cleveland was terrible. He threw a strike this time. So nice uh, job by Travis Kelsey to uh, avenge his jabroni first pitch uh, for the Cleveland Guardians earlier this year. Uh, let's see here. Let me pull my notes up. Okay, here we go. Uh, back with Derek Young from uh, Case Down Line via the Zoom. Um, actually, I just saw this uh, during the break, as a matter of fact, uh, reported by none other than On3 in Case State Online. Uh, I'll let you tell us what you know about Darian Reed, who's a, a, you know, a Ford for the 2024 class. It sounds like he's now officially on a visit here at Case State. Yeah, he's beginning his official visit to Kansas State today. Don't know if he's gotten to Manhattan yet or not. Obviously, um, prospects and, and everyone else, including us, have to fly into Kansas City or whatever airport, alternative airport you pick, and then drive to Manhattan because of the airport um, closing at the, for momentarily. But, yeah, he's a the number 24 prospect in the country, according to On3 in the 2024 class, a four-star from Georgia as well, a forward. Uh, yeah, starts his official visit to Kansas State today. Just a sensational offer sheet. Has taken a visual to Mississippi State so far. Georgia's after K-State, Ohio State, KU, other schools on him as well. Wow. Listen, this this brings up once again the, you know, those of us that maybe were getting a little bit worried that we had a lull there for a while. We had three scholarships available and nobody was being picked up, getting in these feelers maybe. Again, the carrot dingling a little bit and nothing was happening. Well, listen, cats are going after the top players in the country. You're not going to win every one of them, but they're going to win some of them. 
and are going to be happy at the end of the day. And and Darren Reed, you never know, he might be another piece of that puzzle. Speaking of 2024, D.Y., and I saw you write about this uh, just recently, and I've seen this name come up a couple of times, uh, like Reed, four-star kid, front court guy. This one's a center for 2024 in Patrick Ngongba. I'm, and again, I'm taking a guess on that name. That's just the way it looks like it's pronounced. But you, this is your words. You said this is a ferocious recruitment, and the Cats have a chance. Why is it ferocious? Uh, well, it's just it's growing, right? At one point, he was barely a top 100 recruit. Uh, and Kansas State was one of the first schools on him because his mother coaches uh, the United States Virgin Islands national team over there. Um, and so does Jereen Dallas. Those two have known each other for a long, long time. She's a women's basketball coach at Georgetown. So and Jereen Dallas known Patrick Gongba since he was, you know, probably in elementary school as well. So this is a, a recruitment that they're deeply embedded in. But they're facing the likes of now because these teams have at, been added to the offer sheet in the last month. You're talking about Duke, Duke, UConn, and you know, wouldn't be surprised if we see someone like Kentucky, UCLA, Michigan um, become involved. Indiana's in the mix already. So ferocious recruitment, just because it's been, you know, fast and furious in the last month, just because he tore up the AAU circuit and has become a very hotly contested target. He went from I think in the 90s in terms of rankings. So now everyone has them like in the 20s and 30s at this point. So uh, a guy that's uh, a fast riser, but Kansas State's been recruiting him ever since they were hired in Manhattan over a year ago. Speaking with Derek Young from K-State Online, that's some pretty big uh, recruiting news here lately for K-State, adding Arthur Kaluma for 2023 this upcoming year, and a couple of four-star guys for 2024 the Cats may seriously be in on right now, including one of them visiting as we speak. So uh, shout-out to Darian Reed, who's uh, currently visiting Manhattan, Kansas. I, You know, maybe Salina is the answer to the airport situation, maybe. Uh, you know, there's All Wichita right. and Manhattan or Wichita and Kansas City, but I know Salina takes a few flights once in a while. Yeah, I just don't know that there's uh, a lot of options when it comes to Salina. I don't think any of the athletic teams really are using that as an alternative because of the, the slim pickings there. I think, and I, I guess Wichita has its own um, problems that and complications as well. So I think for the most part, they're, the ones that are flying in are just going through Kansas City. I mean, longest uh, runway in the nation, right? Uh, you know, whatever plane you could find, just go uh, go pick up those guys, and we'll get them to Manhattan. We'll make we'll make sure it happens. Uh, let's see here. Let's talk about uh, the because we haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. The non-con game that was added, first game of the year. It's going to be November sixth, and the for the first, I can't remember how long I, I looked it up, but it's been it's been a long time. I think it was almost. 21 years ago that K-State basketball started a non-con schedule, started the regular season outside of Bramlage Coliseum. It'll be at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. They just had AEW double or nothing in that building, and now they're going to have the Prince, Bronny James, against the soon-to-be crowned king of college basketball, that's Jerome Tang in K-State men's basketball, on November 6th. And you brought it up in an article, you know, how this could be uh, a benefactor when it comes to recruiting. Um, how lucky is K State to have this game, even though they're probably not going to be, you know, of course mentioned in the headlines? No, I think it's a big deal. I think first, it's it's not just 
the first game for Kansas State, first game for USC. I think that's opening night in general for college basketball, that Monday night. Now you're going up against Monday night football as well, so I doubt the you're going to have these astronomical television ratings, I don't think, but it's also the first college game of the career of you know, perhaps the what will be probably the most famous basketball college basketball player, whether he's the best or not, we'll, we'll find out. But that's Bronny James just because he's the son of LeBron James. And then you got USC, who also signed the number one overall recruit last year. That'll be a true freshman and Isaiah Collier as well. Boogie Ellis is a really good guard. I mean, USC's, I mean, some some outlets might have them as a top 10 team. They'll definitely be in the top 15. The game's played in Las Vegas. So um, just a lot of hype to it. It's opening night. Uh, so if you're recruiting a transfer, so to speak, I think you can dangle that opportunity, that exposure, that stage as a possible recruiting pitch or a carrot uh, feather in the cap to have that opportunity. Um, I think those some of those would complete, definitely value uh, the chance to play in that kind of game. And if you're recruiting high school players or guys down the road, um, it's – it's nice to say, hey, we're going to be in these types of games moving forward. You're going to be playing on these grand stages moving forward. So, I know I think it moves the recruiting needle, and um, I'm excited just in general for the game itself because, you know, covering those types of games is a lot of fun as well. And it's only two days after Kansas State plays at Texas, so there's a potential for me to – Instead, I, I typically drive to Austin to fly to Austin and fly straight from Austin to Las Vegas for a game two nights later. It's not that expensive to fly out of Kansas City to Austin or, you know, when Manhattan uh, opens back up, you know, it's it's not the most expensive to get down to Austin from here and then fly, you know, jump out of Vegas. I mean, D.Y., this is an opportunity to maybe stretch this trip out a little bit, do a couple of days in Vegas, maybe, you know, throw some bills around the, the sports books and just hang out. Yeah, I mean, everything's on the table, and it's certainly something. Um, a, a few days that I might, I'm, I might entertain the thought of doing this because typically I might not go to a basketball game in the middle of football season if it's, you know, far away on the road. But this seems to be, you know, one of those, you know, opportunities that doesn't come by too often. So I might do that. I think I did, but I did that last year one one trip. I think I forget what football game it was. Heck, it might have been the Big Twelve championship game, but I. I uh, I paired that with a Butler when we played when Kansas State yeah. played Butler in Indianapolis, and I think I went straight from Indianapolis to to wherever Kansas State was going to play after that. Well, listen, I'm 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 definitely not one that's against to sitting in a pool watching games and sipping on p- pina coladas or something. You know what I mean? Uh, it sounds pretty yeah. glorious to me. I've always wanted to do it, but every time I go to Vegas, it's the only time I get away is is during the summer. Or you could be really sick. The Raiders have a home game that Sunday afternoon. Oh, I mean. Yeah, you can make it. Make who's it against? Uh, give me a moment. You can make a sports weekend out of that. I could. I mean, that in that stadium, brand new. It looks yeah. beautiful on TV for sure. I not not the biggest Raiders fan, but if it was the Packers, that yeah. would just be like a dream three days for me. Oh, I get it. I just was bringing it up. Uh, it is the uh, Giants. Okay, the Giants. Eh. I mean, yeah. it, a, it, it, yeah. it. You know, you're at least inside the spaceship. Take in the atmosphere a little. So it's Jimmy Garoppolo versus Danny Dimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know uh, we'll finish up with this, D.Y., and I know with football camps and also visits, like 2024 guys starting to pick up, even 2025 guys starting to pick up. Is there anything we need to know about uh, football that's happened recently or going to happen? Um, 
recently, I would say for this weekend, we'll, we'll start there because the next one will, will probably be the major one when you have guys like Michael Boganowski and Caden Massey from the state of Kansas taking their official visits to Kansas State. But this weekend, the four-star top 100 prospect offensive lineman Grant Bricks visits Kansas State for his official. He just got done with Oklahoma. I think he still might take the Nebraska trip, but he canceled on Notre Dame. I think that's a K-State OU battle, which, by the way, there's going to be four or five of those unfolding this month. Um, and it kind of tells you where Kansas State – I mean, we know where the Kansas State basketball recruiting profile is, very high. You just beat Kentucky for a kid. You beat Kansas for a kid. You're going up against Duke and UConn for a 2024 center. But about the football side too, right? There are a lot of head-to-head recruiting battles with Oklahoma, so that kind of tells you where they are as well. All right, D.Y., again, K-State Online pumping out the content right now. What's going on with K-State hoops, K-State football? Keep up with K-State Online. Go subscribe now, which, by the way, congratulations. I saw that uh, K-State Online is the number 12 on three site when it comes to traffic, so congratulations. I appreciate that. And right now it's a, you can get three months of access for a dollar if you want. Uh, that's a steal. I, K-State Online, all with these bargains. You couldn't find it anywhere better when it comes to a good deal and good content from K-State Online. D.Y., appreciate it. Hope to talk to you next week. Thank you. Derek Young, K-State Online, right here on the game. Of course, with the 3 Mob podcast. I also heard them talking about uh, Arthur Kaluma yesterday. That was good content, plus uh, a co-host on Powercade Game Day, which, of course, returns this September. We'll take a break. A reminder, at the end of the hour, we're bringing back an old segment. I cannot wait. I, I've been excited for a while. I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, I think it's time. I think it's time this week to bring it back. It's coming up here very soon, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the game. I'm liking the bed choices so far here, Troy. We're back on the game. Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale. We're joined via Zoom by Derek Young on K-St- of K-State Online. And, and Troy just brought it up during the uh, game sports update that the Cincinnati Reds, D.Y., are visiting the Kansas City Royals. Not going to the K for any of those games? Uh, I'm not. I, I should have thought about it. I didn't even know that it was coming up on on the schedule, but I did see the Cincinnati Reds defeated those Kansas City Royals last night. Raspberry to you. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's beating the Royals. I think they've lost now 13 in a row or something like that. Seven. They're a sure bet uh, to you know to pick whoever's playing them to win. If you take the money line, right. it probably wouldn't be worth it though. Uh, but I, I mean, you've been high on this. Like, isn't the uh, De La Cruz? I can't remember his first name, but he's the he's oh, the rookie you're all in on, right? Yeah, the number one prospect in Major League Baseball. I think uh, he was just moved to that uh, a couple days ago. He started the year in the teens, shot up to number four. Um, no, he's an unreal prospect. He's got me investing some of my time in watching and following Cincinnati Reds for the first time in, in quite a while. Just some of those advanced numbers lately. He's now got the, like the two hardest throws, two of the three hardest throws in Major League Baseball this year, three of the, the four hardest hits in Major League Baseball this year, and two of the three fastest times. Yeah, uh, on o- the base o- Olympic speed. I mean, it's unbelievable the tools this kid has. Yeah, it's basically uh, a guy that has like Aaron Judge type power, but he's the fastest player in, in baseball, perhaps as well. By the way, shame on the Royals for having Chiefs night on the you know on the day they they're hosting the Reds, and you have Travis Kelsey out throwing at the first pitch. But there's only Mason pointed this out, our, our bro uh, Mason both from Emo Online pointed out on Twitter that yesterday was Chiefs night. Kelsey's throwing at the first pitch, but you're playing the Reds. The only people are going to show up are Chiefs fans. Like they just want to see Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes on the field. 
Yeah, and so, Travis Kelsey is a Cincinnati Reds fan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, perfect. That as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Cincinnati guy, of course. I didn't even put that together. But at least he threw a strike this time. That first pitch in Cleveland was terrible. He threw a strike this time. So nice uh, job by Travis Kelsey to uh, avenge his jabroni first pitch uh, for the Cleveland Guardians earlier this year. Uh, let's see here. Let me pull my notes up. Okay, here we go. Uh, back with Derek Young from uh, Case Online via the Zoom. Um Actually, I just saw this uh, during the break, as a matter of fact, uh, reported by none other than On3 in K-State Online. Uh, I'll let you tell us what you know about Darian Reed, who's a, a, you know, a Ford for the 2024 class. It sounds like he's now officially on a visit here at K-State. Yeah, he's beginning his official visit to Kansas State today. Don't know if he's gotten to Manhattan yet or not. Obviously, um, prospects and, and everyone else, including us, have to fly into Kansas City or whatever airport, alternative airport you pick, and then drive to Manhattan because of the airport um, closing at the for momentarily. But yeah, he's a the number twenty four prospect in the country according to On Three in the twenty twenty four class, a four star from Georgia as well, a forward. Uh, yeah, starts his official visit to Kansas State today. Just a sensational offer sheet. Has taken official to Mississippi State so far, Georgia's after K-State, Ohio State, KU, other schools on them as well. Wow. Listen, this this brings up once again the, you know, those of us that maybe were getting a little bit worried that we had a lull there for a while. We still had three scholarships available and nobody was being picked up, getting in these feelers maybe. Again, the carrot dingling a little bit and nothing was happening. Well, listen, cats are going after the top players in the country. You're not going to win every one of them, but they're going to win some of them. And they're going to be happy at the end of the day. And and Darren Reed, you never know, he might be another piece of that puzzle. Speaking of 2024, D.Y., and I saw you write about this uh, just recently, and I've seen this name come up a couple of times, uh, like Reed, four-star kid, front court guy. This one's a center for 2024 in Patrick Ngangba. I'm, and again, I'm taking a guess on that name. That's just the way it looks like it's pronounced. But you, this is your words. You said this is a ferocious recruitment and the cats have a chance why is it ferocious uh well it's just it's growing right at one point he was barely a top 100 recruit uh and Kansas State was one of the first schools on him because his mother coaches uh the United States Virgin Islands national team over there um and so does Jereen Dallas those two have known each other for a long long time she's a women's basketball coach at Georgetown so, and Jereen Dowling's known Patrick Gongba since he was, you know, probably in elementary school as well. So this is a, a recruitment that they're deeply embedded in, but they're facing the likes of now because these teams have at, been added to the offer sheet in the last month. You're talking about Duke, Duke, UConn, and, you know, wouldn't be surprised if we see someone like Kentucky, UCLA, Michigan um, become involved. Indiana's in the mix already. So ferocious recruitment just because it's been, you know, Fast and furious in the last month, just because he tore up the AAU circuit and has become a very hotly contested target. He went from, I think, in the 90s in terms of rankings to now everyone has him like in the 20s and 30s at this point. So uh, a guy that's uh, a fast riser, but Kansas State's been recruiting him ever since they were hired in Manhattan over a year ago. 
Speaking with Derek Young from K-State Online, that's some pretty big uh, recruiting news here lately for K-State, adding Arthur Kaluma for 2023 this upcoming year, and a couple of four-star guys for 2024 the Cats may seriously be in on right now, including one of them visiting as we speak. So uh, shout out to Darian Reed, who's uh, currently visiting Manhattan, Kansas. I, You know, maybe Salina is the answer to the airport situation, maybe. Uh, you know, there's Wichita and Manhattan or Wichita and Kansas City, but I know Salina takes a few flights once in a while. Yeah, I just don't know that there's uh, a lot of options when it comes to Salina. I don't think any of the athletic teams really are using that as an alternative because of the, the slim pickings there. I think, and I, I guess Wichita has its own um, problems that and complications as well. So I think for the most part, they're the ones that are flying in are just going through Kansas City. I mean, longest uh, runway in the nation, right? Uh, you know, whatever plane you could find, just go uh, go pick up those guys, and we'll get them to Manhattan. We'll make we'll make sure it happens. Uh, let's see here. Let's talk about uh, the because we haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. The non-con game that was added, first game of the year. It's going to be November sixth, and the for the first, I can't remember how long I, I looked it up, but it's been it's been a long time. I think it was almost twenty one years ago that K State basketball started a non-con schedule, started the regular season outside of Bramlage Coliseum. It'll be at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. They just had AEW double or nothing in that building, and now they're going to have the Prince, Bronny James, against the soon-to-be crowned king of college basketball. That's Jerome Tang in K-State men's basketball on November 6th. And you brought it up in an article of you know how this could be uh, a benefactor when it comes to recruiting. Um how lucky is K-State to have this game, even though they're probably not going to be, you know, of course, mentioned in the headlines? No, I think it's a big deal. I think, first, it's it's not just the first game for Kansas State, first game for USC. I think that's opening night in general for college basketball, that Monday night. Now, you're going up against Monday night football as well, so I doubt that you're going to have these astronomical television ratings, I don't think. But it's also the first college game of the career, of, you know, perhaps the – what will be probably the most famous basketball college basketball player, whether he's the best or not, we'll, we'll find out. But that's Bronny James just because he's the son of LeBron James. And then you got USC, who also signed the number one overall recruit last year. That'll be a true freshman and Isaiah Collier as well. Boogie Ellis is a really good guard. I mean, USC's, I mean, some some outlets might have them as a top 10 team. They'll definitely be in the top 15. The game's played in Las Vegas. So um, just a lot of hype to it. It's opening night. Uh, so if you're recruiting a transfer, so to speak, I think you can dangle that opportunity, that exposure, that stage as a possible recruiting pitch or a carrot, uh, feather in the cap to have that opportunity. Um, I think those, some of those would complete, definitely value uh, the chance to play in that kind of game. And if you're recruiting high school players or guys down the road, um, it's, it's nice to say, hey, we're going to be in these types of games moving forward. You're going to be playing on these grand stages moving forward. So, uh, no, I think it moves the recruiting needle. And um, I'm excited just in general for the game itself because, you know, covering those types of games is a lot of fun as well. And it's only two days after Kansas State plays at Texas. So there's a potential for me to – Instead, I, I typically drive to Austin to fly to Austin and fly straight from Austin to Las Vegas for a game two nights later. It's not that expensive to fly out of Kansas City to Austin, or you know, when Manhattan uh, opens back up, you know, it's it's not the most expensive to get down to Austin from here. 
and then fly, you know, jump out of Vegas. I mean, DY, this is an opportunity to maybe stretch this trip out a little bit, do a couple of days in Vegas, maybe, you know, throw some bills around the the sports books and just hang out. Yeah, I mean, everything's on the table, and it's certainly something. Um, a, a few days that I might, I'm, I might entertain the thought of doing this because typically I might not go to a basketball game in the middle of football season if it's, you know, far away on the road. But this seems to be, you know, one of those. You know, opportunities that doesn't come by too often. So I might do that. I think I did, but I did that last year one one trip. I think I forget what football game it was. Heck, it might have been the Big Twelve Championship game. But I, I, uh, I paired that with a Butler when we played when Kansas State yeah. played Butler in Indianapolis, and I think I went straight from Indianapolis to to whatever Kansas State was going to play after that. Well, listen, I'm 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 definitely not one that's against to sitting in a pool watching games and sipping on pina coladas or something. You know what I mean? Uh, it sounds pretty yeah. glorious to me. I've always wanted to do it, but every time I go to Vegas, it's the only time I get away is is during the summer. Or you could be really sick. The Raiders have a home game that Sunday afternoon. Oh, I mean, yeah, you could make, make who's it against? Uh, give me a moment. You can make a sports weekend out of that. I could. I mean, that and that stadium, brand new. It looks yeah. beautiful on TV for sure. I, not not the biggest Raiders fan, but if it was the Packers, that yeah. would just be like a dream three days for me. Oh, I get it. I just was bringing it up. Uh, it is the uh, Giants. Okay, the Giants. Eh. I mean, yeah. it, it's a, it, it, yeah. it, you know, you're at least inside the spaceship, take in the atmosphere a little. So it's Jimmy Garoppolo versus Danny Dimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know uh, we'll finish up with this, D.Y., and I know with football, camps, and also visits, like 2024 guys starting to pick up, even 2025 guys starting to pick up. Is there anything we need to know about uh, football that's happened recently or going to happen? Uh, recently, I would say for this weekend, we'll, we'll start there because the next one will, will probably be the major one when you have guys like Michael Boganowski and Caden Massey from the state of Kansas taking their official visits to Kansas State. But this weekend, the four-star top 100 prospect offensive lineman Grant Bricks visits Kansas State for his official. He just got done with Oklahoma. I think he still might take the Nebraska trip, but he canceled on Notre Dame. I think that's a K-State OU battle, which, by the way, there's going to be four or five of those unfolding this month. Um, and it kind of tells you where Kansas State – I mean, we know where the Kansas State basketball recruiting profile is, very high. You just beat Kentucky for a kid. You beat Kansas for a kid. You're going up against Duke and UConn for a 2024 center. But about the football side, too, right? There are a lot of head-to-head recruiting battles with Oklahoma, so that kind of tells you where they are as well. All right, D.Y., again, K-State Online pumping out the content right now. What's going on with K-State hoops, K-State football? Keep up with K-State Online. Go subscribe now, which, by the way, congratulations. I saw that uh, – K-State Online is the number 12 on three site when it comes to traffic, so congratulations. I appreciate that. And right now, it's a, you can get three months of access for a dollar if you want. Uh, that's a steal. I, K-State Online, all with these bargains. You couldn't find it anywhere better when it comes to a good deal and good content from K-State Online. D.Y., appreciate it. Hope to talk to you next week. Thank you. Derek Young, K-State Online, right here. On the game, of course, with the Three Mob podcast. I also heard them talking about uh, Arthur Kaluma yesterday. That was good content, plus uh, a co host on Power Keg Game Day, which of course returns this September. We'll take a break. A reminder at the end of the hour, we're bringing back an old segment. I cannot wait. I, I've been excited for a while. I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, 
I think it's time. I think it's time this week to bring it back. It's coming up here very soon, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the game. Man, Troy digging into those MF beds today. I like it. I haven't heard some of these in a while. Welcome back to the game. Mitch and Troy coming up here in just a few moments. We'll bring back an oldie but a goodie. Making its return in a, after a year and a half off for bringing back an old fan favorite segment to cap off the first hour. Plus, of course, in hour number two, we'll have our 500th number one song today. We will have it for sure today. 500th number one song. Try will have a couple of questions for us for Ask Us Anything. And again, uh, this news coming out in the last hour that K-State has a top 25 recruit for men's basketball in town right now for the class of 2024. He's visiting. That's Darian Reed. He's from Grovetown, Georgia. Small forward, 6'7", 200 pounds. And again, for the class of 2024, on three has him at a national ranking of 24. So that puts him, of course, top 25. Not everybody has him that high, but Rivals is very close to number 26. Top 50 with 24-7 sports. Top 65 for ESPN. But like with, you know, going back to David Castillo, who's a point guard that committed for the class of 2024. Bartlesville, Oklahoma kid. Really good kid. Really smart kid. 6'1", 170 point guard for the class of 24. Rated the number 12 player in the country as a five-star recruit out of ESPN top 35 for 24-7 sports and rivals and plus number 42 overall for on three. So again, the rankings do vary, but he's a four-star kid, very solid player. And uh, so this is a very, uh, this this has turned into a pretty big week all of a sudden, a pretty big last five days for K-State men's hoops when it comes to recruiting. It's a funny thing about it sometimes. You'll run into the results and then all of a sudden it picks up. And it's heavy right now. And this is nothing but good news right now for K-State. As I've said before, the Cats work its magic when they get the recruit in town. And man, Darian, we love you, buddy. Welcome to Manhattan, Kansas, and I hope you enjoy your time here in the Little Apple. Meanwhile, I saw that the, uh, as Troy brought it up in a Game Sports update earlier, that the College World Series field is set. And let me tell you, the first thing I think of when it comes to the College World Series and I look at the field is my first prediction is who will uh, be doing the most jello shots in the bar that's across the street from the right field entrance. LSU. LSU. That LSU. would be that, that, that's that, the overwhelming favorite. That would be my favorite, yes. Uh, as, as says the guy who sat, interestingly, the trip to the College World Series where I sat in a crowd of LSU and Louisiana fans. Where it was both schools that oh, were in the field that I mean, year. It I, was great. And I would hope, you know, LSU fans would try. I mean, if I were to predict who would be doing actually the best traveling, I would maybe go with Tennessee. But LSU, they at out of the out of the eight, Florida or Robert, Stanford, TCU, Tennessee, Virginia, and Wake Forest, that's the party school. That's the tailgating school. With and I, you know, I'd probably put Florida there in second place, and maybe, you know, Tennessee not too far behind. But LSU's at school. But your dark horse to win it all is TCU. They continue. I mean, this goes back to the last couple of weeks of the regular season. They continue to be the hottest team, one of the hottest teams in baseball. You can maybe still argue they are still the hottest team in baseball. TCU. Watch out for the Horned Frogs in Omaha. I think they could tear it up. I think they could make a lot of noise. And by the way, I, I know K-State has had a very special 22-23. TCU 
even though they're not winning conference championships, are having a very special 22-23. Football made it to a national championship game. Basketball finished fifth place in the Big 12, made it to the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament, but they still had a good team. And it was a turnaround a bit from the year before. And Jamie Dixon, you know, even with you know the the issues with you know basically being accused of being a racist by Eddie Lampkin, uh, has done a solid job of recruiting. And now baseball is in the College World Series. Huge year for TCU. When we come back, one of my favorite segments that I ever it might be my favorite segment I've ever created makes its official return. Coming up next. You jabroni! You jabronis hit the jackpot! The Hollywood brand jabroni, Hulk Hogan! Ow! Is this jabroni's name? Jabroni of the Week. It's back! Jabroni of the Week has made its official return to the game. Troy has never experienced Jabroni of the Week, so welcome, Troy, to one of the greatest segments ever created in sports radio. As long as I'm not the jabroni, we're good. A segment so good, some jabron in like Sacramento, California completely stole it. But you know what? I actually consider that a compliment. There you go. Welcome to Jabroni of the Week. So if you're if you've new to the show in the last year and a half, we used to have, and this was a segment that we had for over five years, and it was on every Tuesday show, and I usually had it at the end of the second hour. I've decided I'm going to have it at the end of the first hour. I want to keep asking us anything in there. It gives somebody an opportunity to be, you know, get the creative juice of flow and have themselves as a leader of the segment at the end of the show. So we're going to keep that at the end of the hour. Jabroni of the Week will now be at the end of the first hour on Tuesdays. And the way I see it, the sports week, I think it goes from Tuesday night to Monday night every week. That's the sports week, in my opinion. So that's how I treat Jabroni of the Week. So every Tuesday night through Monday night, I go through all the jabronis I can find, and I'd put together a list of three dishonorable mentions, and then we culminate with the one and only jabroni of the week. And it also went away when, like, Scott Frost went away, if you know what I mean, because Scott Frost was, I mean, every week, if he lost a game, he was at least a dishonorable mention. I think he was a 12-time dishonorable mention, and a four-time Jabroni of the Week, and he also won Jabroni of the Year. I actually announced it when we were at the uh, Liberty Bowl in Memphis for the game against uh, uh, Navy. Live, downtown Memphis, on Beale Street, I announced that Scott Frost was Jabroni of the Year. But here we go. Three dishonorable mentions, and I will culminate with Jabroni of the Week. First dishonorable mention, let's uh, take a look back to Sunday. Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus John Gotti III. It was an exhibition, you know, just a gigantic money grab, as we haven't seen Floyd Mayweather have a legit fight, like goes towards his wins and losses since the Conor McGregor fight. And the Gottis are out for money grabs whenever they can. John Gotti the third. I mean, his mafia mentality came out as soon as his fight came to a close. That the the Flaw Live Arena, whatever it's called, it's the home actually of the uh, Florida Panthers, who are going to try to save themselves embarrassment in five games of the Stanley Cup tonight. It's FLA Live. Oh, I would rather go with Flaw. Okay, Flaw right. Live is great. 
chaos erupted in the in the middle of the exhibition because the referee called a stop to the fight because they wouldn't stop cussing at each other. John Gotti was getting worked in this fight. So once the fight comes to a close, John Gotti's like, all right, I'm throwing fundamentals out the window. I'm just going to start lobbing gloves at the face of Floyd Money Mayweather. I don't think Floyd Mayweather took one punch, and then, by the way, Money actually landed a couple of counter punches, and then when, of, uh, when one of uh, John Gotti's guys came into the ring to break it up, Floyd Mayweather slapped him on the back of the head. And by the way, during the fight, John Gotti had no business being in there. He was getting worked, getting embarrassed. The only time he wasn't getting embarrassed is when Floyd Mayweather took his foot off the gas. John Gotti looked awful from start to finish, even after the finish. John Gotti is a dishonorable mention. My next dishonorable mention is the Miami Heat. Not for losing the NBA Finals. You know what? I Give credit where credit is due. An eight seed making it all the way to the NBA Finals. They lost in five games. Denver was clearly the better team. It's not about the actual game. It's about what happened Friday night. I think it was Friday night before game four. So the series at the time was two to one. Miami trying to keep themselves in the series, trying to tie it up against the Denver Nuggets. Before the game, and like way before the game, the Heat brought onto the court, I mentioned him earlier, Connor McGregor. And they did this bit on the court with the Heat mascot, Bernie. It was to promote something. I don't know what it was, but Conor McGregor's like the spokesperson for it. Some pain reliever. Yeah, so, well, this mascot needed some pain reliever because the bit was Conor McGregor lands a right hook, knocks the mascot to the ground, and then McGregor, I don't know if this is just improv, just kind of took liberties to himself, with himself to, uh, how do I want to say this, maybe not phrase it that way, but he decided himself to just land a double-tab kill shot. Once the mascot was laying on the ground. Well, because of those two blows, Bernie, the guy who's, ever, who's inside the, the, the suit, was sent to the hospital because of these punches. Now, he's fine. He left that same day. The reason I see the Miami Heat are the dishonorable mention, and it's not the mascot, it's not Conor McGregor, is because why are you putting your mascot in that situation? Why are you burying your own mascot on your own floor for the nation to see. He's it's got, it's like, only a bad look for your brand. One thing I'll say, he's got plenty of recovery time now. Man. <laughs> I was expecting like an icy hot, you know, joke in there or something. Uh, I forgot to pull the audio because this is so good. My last dishonorable mention is Yankees announcer John Sterling. Uh, so, Yankees Red Sox. He's calling the game. It's in the ninth inning. Two outs. Game's about over. Yankees are about to win. Pop-up from Justin Turner, who plays for the Red Sox. And I I wish I would have pulled the audio, but John Sterling is calling the action. It says pop-up, and he takes his eyes off the ball for a second, looks down. The ball actually bounces into his box and bounces off of his forehead, and he he lets out a really kind of geeky-sounding, Ow! He's like, that hit me. I've never been close to being hit by a foul ball. I wish I had the audio. This would be much this would give it a lot more justice. But I've never been close to that actually ever happening. 
There's a lot of there's a lot of things that baseball has to get past for it to actually threaten your life to hit you in the press box. Sterling is bad at judging fly balls anyway. Well, no kidding. Like even if I saw one coming my way, there's no way I'm taking my eye off of it. True. But his depth perception is so bad, he doesn't know differences between fly balls to the outfield and home runs at times. But finally, my jabroni of the week. Last night, game three of the Texas Longhorns and Stanford Cardinal. Winner goes to the College World Series. Tough call. It is bottom of the ninth, 6-6, pop-up from Stanford. Texas only has to get this catch on the pop fly in the outfield, and the game is going to extras. But center fielder Eric Kennedy and right fielder Dylan Campbell was one of the best right fielders in the country. Lost the ball in the lights, and the ball drops in front of them and also in between them, and it is a walk-off hit for the Stanford Cardinal, and they're off to the College World Series for the third straight season. That has got to be one of the most heartbreaking ways to lose a game because that also ended the season for the Texas Longhorns. So I'm sorry, Eric Kennedy. Dylan Campbell, you guys are my jabroni of the week. Hour two of the game. Coming up next, so is your local news.